Hey everyone, right, just want to give you all a little update. First off, I just want to say a massive apologies. Um, obviously, the podcast has been a little bit delayed from our last episode. Um, just want to apologise for that. I know it's been a while. Um, the reason for this is uh, just at the January point, I was uh, asked to work for a new race team. They had quite a few few athletes in that team, which took up a fair amount of time. Also, I got a new new awesome client who I was getting ready for a music video and his training schedule was ridiculous because we had a limited time before he went off to America. Um, and also, some of you that already do know, I, I have a project that I run in schools um, working with students on health and fitness, nutrition, mindset, and also goal setting. Um, I usually just do one school at a time, um, but I was asked to do three schools um, all at once um, in different schools. Uh, and usually I work with, with boys, but i got two groups that are completely female, so I wanted to change up the programme, make it a little bit more appropriate for females, also make it a little bit more interesting, give them something a little bit more enjoyable for them to partake in. So I really had to knuckle down and get some work done, and it re really did uh, have a big impact on my schedule. Um, but all amazing opportunities, I just certainly didn't want to rush the podcast or rush episodes um, because I want to put as much time into it as I can um, because I want to give you guys as much good content and good quality as possible and get some really cool people on and try and add as much value to you as possible. So I just want to say apologies for the delay. Um, obviously, we are in a difficult time right now. Coronavirus is amongst us, um, but this has given me uh, a lot, a lot more time. So we're going to be, I'm going to be able to put a lot, a lot more episodes together, hopefully get a lot of good content for you all, um, as well as get some awesome, awesome guests on. So really looking forward to that. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's going to really help me, I think, because obviously I'm used to being in the gym, doing a fair amount of clients each day. Obviously, gym's completely shut. Um, obviously, I've got some online clients that we're working through with our training app. But um, yeah, I think get, getting getting stuck into the podcast is really going to be good. I'm going to get some interesting guests on, but hopefully it should be good fun all round. Um, also, because I've got a lovely guest on this week, um, I hope you enjoy the episode, but we obviously I'm recording from my house and we're doing it over the internet. So apologies that audio isn't amazing. I've shared my microphone with um, with my guests and obviously I've she's talking more than me, so I've given um, given the better mic to her. So yeah, there's a little bit of distortion, but apologies for that. But we're just doing all we can in this difficult time. But you should you, you can hear hear us fine. But I'm just yeah, it's not as high quality as as it usually is, but. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. So I hope you enjoy the episodes. I hope you enjoy getting back on track with Body Clinic Radio. But take care. I'll speak to you soon. Welcome to the Body Clinic Radio podcast with your host, James Burrows. James has dedicated the last 10 years in the fitness industry to become an expert in his field and work with elite athletes from all over the world. In the coming episodes, James goes into detail on all aspects of health and fitness in order to educate, motivate, and give everyone the chance to live a happier, healthier lifestyle. Okay, welcome to episode eight of the Body Clinic Radio podcast. Really excited today because we've got a guest on. We've got our first female guest, which is Daisy May. So a warm welcome to the podcast. Woo! Hello. <laughs> Okay, I've known I've, been, I've known Daisy for a while now, um, and she's doing some great things in the industry. Um, I've lucky we've trained a few times. Um, we've managed to get a few sessions in uh, Body Clinic, also some training in London. 
Um, and we've got some real cool topics today. We're going to be talking about training. We're going to be talking about hormones and how it affects um, clients and their progress. But first of all, before we get started, Daisy has recently been away. She's been traveling. Um, yep. So we're just going to go into that a little bit. So Daisy, how was it? Where have you been? What have you been doing? So well, thanks, first of all, for having me, James. Um, so I have been traveling around a little bit. I've been in Asia and Australia. So I currently went to Thailand um, to do some Mai Tai training. So because obviously you know how much I love Mai Tai and boxing and training in general. Um, so I took a trip down to Phuket and I stayed there for a while did a training camp, um, dragon training camp. That was really interesting. That was about learning techniques, obviously building up your fitness, um, learning how the tyres obviously do that in more depth. That was really fun. Um, there was a little bit of weight training obviously involved as well and meeting people, so that was actually really fun. Um, from there, I actually went on to Sydney, Australia. Now, it's a bit of a weird one for me because I actually went there to stay for the year um and I actually decided I wasn't actually that keen yeah <laughs> I wasn't that keen on Sydney so I mean so I know you're doing your Mai Tai over in uh, Thailand um were you working sort of one-on-one with a coach or what, what were you doing there yeah so in Thailand I was doing I was doing the classes to start and then I started working one-on-one with a coach um, yeah. and I had a one-to-one every day for an hour um, and it was to no. learn more about you know my technique where what side I was more weaker on that I could you know improve on my strength um and making sure I was eating correctly to fuel obviously the training I was doing for anyone who hasn't done Mai Tai or is interested in doing it I fully recommend going to Thailand to are you doing one-to-one Mai Tai training for an hour every day yeah every day and I was doing pretty intense yeah well intense like if you've not done Mai Tai before, wow, it is tiring. And in that heat as well, it is next level. Like I pretty much after sessions, I was I was buzzing. I was so pumped from it. But then after about an hour, I was ready to have a nap. <laughs> You're ready to nap, ready to nap and eat. So it was very like I had quite a regimented day. So a good structure. So I'd wake up, have breakfast about eight o'clock. And then I would go and do half eight till 10 o'clock, maybe some sparring, you know, a bit of like technique. And then I'd have an hour one-to-one. And then in the evening, I would do more sparring and more technique. That was probably about an hour and a half. I mean, every day, I try to break it up every day, as in maybe not do the training in the morning, have my one-to-one and do the evening training or do the morning training and my one-to-one, not do the evening because it's quite intense on the body. You find yourself drinking loads of water and sleeping a lot because <laughs> it's so intense. So after Thailand, um, did you manage to carry on any sort of Thai training in Sydney or were you just sort of hitting the gym or so what, what were you doing? So I got to Sydney and I was doing um, so a lot of my own training in the gym um, and some reformer and bar. Um, so if anyone doesn't know what bar is, it's like a style of ballet just without the blocks. Um, so I was doing that while I was in Sydney and I enjoyed that t- that training that's what I like to do the Mai Tai I did a couple of sessions um, with a couple of guys it wasn't quite the same as doing it in Thailand I feel like in Thailand is where you get you know the complete proper technique you know the guys know what they're doing I feel like if it's not with a Thai an actual Thai 
um, guy or someone who's actually been boxing themselves doing the Mai Tai, then it's, it's a bit different. You don't feel like you're yeah. getting the full effect of it. It's like a, it's like a passion of theirs, isn't it? It's like, that's where it's from, that's where it originates. So it's, they've probably got so much background, so much history. Yeah, and you saw that small things like them correcting your feet, your where your feet should be placed, if you're not swinging your leg round correctly for a kick, you know, the small little things make the biggest difference, right? So, like with us as PTs, you know, if someone's doing something wrong, we want to make sure they get it right. Yeah. So when I, when I went to Sydney, sorry, I did a little bit of my tie there, but not as much as I wanted to. Um, Sydney was very. It, it was a, there was a good fitness culture, probably not as good as London, I would say, um, in terms of uh, the fitness industry in London. But it was a very party scene in Sydney, <laughs> yeah. very boozy, um, very easy, like easy lifestyle um, yeah. and a lot of being by the beach, which is quite cool. Like if you want to live by the beach, like a lot. I, I mean, if I'm completely honest with you, I think... I'm such a Londoner. I didn't realise how much of a Londoner I was. It, it made me realise how much I do love London, being in Sydney. Yeah, I, must admit, I was I was lucky enough when I I've been out to Sydney. Uh, I was working with a comedian. I was training him while he was on tour. But um, very similar to you. So when we sort of went all over, went Melbourne. We, we toured the whole of Australia basically. But yeah, when we got to Sydney, we were there for a sort of uh, at seven days. But yeah, it was it's it was a very boozy culture. I didn't mind it, but yeah, some people were like, it was just boozing all the time. Yeah. So some people would be out maybe on a Saturday night for a few drinks. They'd be out maybe Friday night, Saturday night, and maybe a bit more on Sunday. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of um, quite shocked how boozy it was. I didn't think, I mean, <laughs> I've seen some boozy nights myself, like previously, like in my younger years. But I think, God, it's crazy. Like, people literally live for the party in Sydney. I was like, wow, I did not expect this. Although <laughs> <laughs> the population is, is not as large as London. But no. I must say, going down to Bondi Beach and seeing the bars on the front, it did remind me a little bit of, like, you know, people go on their stag do's or Hindus. I don't know. Like, yeah. Where they go to, uh, where is it, Bognor Regis or somewhere like that. Many <laughs> 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 If you're by the beach all the time in good weather, like everyone's probably just wanting to have a drink all the time, right? Yeah, that is so true. I mean, yeah, it must be hard, right? Because when we've got nice weather in London, you know, you want to sit outside, you want to have a drink, you might have a G&T or a glass of wine, a beer. Like we've, we've got seasons, right? So, I mean, I actually quite appreciate having the seasons now because being in the heat and like the peak of it is like, it's crazy to work in. Like you're, you're just tired from, exhausted from the heat. <laughs> it's another level but obviously we had this we had the um fires while I was there and that was a bit crazy like we was indoors and like the doors would be shut and I was where I was staying when I first got there, I was staying with a friend and um they was in a like a tower block and the sliding doors towards the balcony we had them locked but you, the smoke was still getting in so we was all coughing in the night so that was a bit that was a bit scary we didn't know oh, yeah. that must have been know. pretty tough yeah, it was quite intense. I mean, wandering around, you would go outside for fresh air. It was just constant thick smoke. Like, it was actually quite hard to breathe. I didn't think I'd ever experience anything like that. But, yeah, that was an interesting time. I won't lie. So, um, cool, yeah, imagine if you were doing the same intense training uh, in Sydney as you were in Thailand with, with also the party scene. I think you would have been struggling big time. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel I would have made it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Um, obviously, I know health and fitness and training is a big passion of yours, and it's um, also you've gone from so you're a performer as well, so you've done quite a lot of dance and performance things like that. But what what got you interested in training? What wanted to, you to sort of get you into sort of training yourself and also training others? What what sort of started that off? I think you know from a young age, I've always been a bit of like a natural performer. I've always wanted to, you know, make people smile, like make people feel better about themselves. Like that comes from a dance background, you know, being on stage, you put on a show and you people come there to see you and they want to you know you want to make someone feel good about themselves so when I finished dancing I mean I loved dance and I really wanted to take it on as a career um and go to the Brit school and really make something of myself but you know sometimes that doesn't always happen the way you want it to um so as I got older I was like you know what I really do love fitness and I love the body and how it makes you feel so I decided to do a PT course. I mean, I've done every job in the game. I've worked in banking. I've worked in housing. I've done sales. I've done beauty therapy. Like, you name it, I've done the, every job, but nothing ever compared to how I felt about fitness. So I think for me, mo- moving into the fitness industry, it was a big step because I was quite I was quite concerned. I was quite scared. I'm, it's not like your normal day-to-day job. You know, you have to put in quite a lot of long hours, you know, if you don't show up, you don't get paid. If you don't build a good client base, you, you don't get paid. Like, that's what you rely on. So for me, it was more, it's not about just training someone and enjoying your job. It's about making them feel better mentally and physically. And my client base is majorly women. I mean, I've not trained any guys, not because I wouldn't, but, you know, mostly guys, they want to get, you know, a certain level of muscle or they you know it'd be weird if a guy came to me to train I mean I'm happy to train them but if they're already in good shape I don't think they're coming to train with me (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean so my 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 goal and my clientele aim is women of all ages and I don't think you should put age on fitness because it doesn't matter how old you are that you can still get the goals you want it's just changing small things so for me it's about feeling good about yourself like I when I was younger when I used to dance I didn't really have that much of a good body I didn't really I danced for hours but I didn't feel myself correctly I used to feel myself with like Nutella sandwiches and Cadbury's dairy milk like and post shows my mum would always buy me Haribo's and dairy milk and then my go-to is pizza now if you if you gave that to a dancer now or gave that to me now to perform on like to go into the gym I wouldn't be able to perform but as I got older I started to teach myself more about nutrition you know what would help fuel me and I did a lot of research and like as I got older I did a lot of courses so I think for me the main thing with fitness is helping people feel good and getting people back to where they need to be mentally and physically because it's not always about the aesthetics of it it's not always about looking good that comes with you know the the determination and really putting the hard work and effort in and actually changing your mindset towards it because anyone can lose weight right but actually actually gain like gaining muscle and changing your mindset is a whole another level like and yeah. it is and, and it's not and it's hard it, we know right it's hard right it's not it's not easy losing weight is easy but actually building the physique you want and changing your mindset is it can be difficult especially when you're given things like chocolate and stuff or you're tempted by you know a few bottles of wine on a Friday 
that's something that um sorry to throw up there, but that's something that I picked up from Daisy from looking at what she does with her clients. The the amount of sort of mental uh positive sort of reinforcement she gives her clients is 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 crazy. And to be honest, it's it's something that I think is is so important. And I think it's not done enough in the fitness industry. Industry. So many people are focused on how much weight they've lost or the progress. Obviously, everyone wants to make progress, but also people are going through changes, right? People are having to change their routine. They're having to not go to the fridge late at night or reduce the amount of alcohol they're eating each night. It's like it's a lot of change, and I think there's not enough emphasis on the psychological effect and how we can just keep people positive, keep people moving forward. And that's something that Daisy does really, really well with our clients. And I feel should be done more, you know, like so there's so many like progress pictures flying around on social media, but there's nothing like it's like, oh yeah, look at this picture, get get these likes, but it's not it's the actual yeah. person. How are you gonna improve that person's habit? So once they've left the trainer, they're actually in a healthy place, they're good they understand food, they understand nutrition and they can they can do it themselves rather than just firing with loads of training and, and not actually helping them through the process because I think that level of support is so important massively and not making them eat chicken and broccoli and yeah. you know egg whites bro games like you must eat at this time you know fast till 12 o'clock you know I think as well for me like I've come from I've come from that office environment I've come from the nine to five I've worked in a really really fast-paced role like taking it back to probably this time last year actually I actually left the the like the nine to five industry which wasn't nine to five to me it was seven till seven some days and looking at free screens stressed I obviously I'd done my PT course back in 2016 and I was still PT on the side it was my you know that that was me, me building myself up ready to go so I'm trying to give a realistic approach to fitness to someone who sits at an office all day you can't say to someone who sits down um like for long hours oh you need to do twenty thousand steps so you need to do this you need to get this amount of cardio in you need to tailor your tailor the way you train someone to them because everyone's going to be different so if you're if you've got a, a, a young lady who's you know maybe a pa she's she takes out clients a lot she's probably drinking quite a lot and she drinks quite a lot of wine you might say to her okay well when you go out maybe maybe switch up to a gin and tonic less calories there's one simple switch you know instead of her having her coffee and croissant in the morning or if she still wants to have that coffee and croissant in the morning okay we'll, we'll add that into your daily calories and then you'll cut some calories in other places like small changes and that's going to help someone's mental health and it's not always about a lot of people like really do stress about the number on the scale like don't stress over that number because that will fluctuate up and down like a yo-yo you know it's about you know looking at yourself and seeing how you feel mentally and physically like you can't compare yourself to what you see on social media because I've been there I, I know what it's like you look back at photos either old photos of yourself or you see photos of other girls and they look like the perfect picture like this uh, model physique and you know your skin's amazing it, it's not real life it's, it's not real life and some of these people don't have you know normal day-to-day jobs as well they don't have families they don't have kids to look after or they, they might not want to go out and drink all the time. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got a different style of lifestyle. As long as you feel good in yourself, in your head and in your body, that's all that matters, I think. And that mental task is is huge. And I, I did have one girl that come to me last year. And, you know, when she come to me, she was overweight. And she said, she actually broke down to me because she was going through a divorce. 
and I said to her you know like what do you like tell me about yourself like your life and what you do in the week and she said I'm not really a big drinker but I've got a massive sweet tooth so I said okay and she said I love chocolate and you know I can I can polish off bags bags and bags of like dairy milk buttons and I agreed with her because I can do it myself right <laughs> so I said okay so when you when you go for these things how are you feeling and she said she only goes to these things because it's like an emotional thing and now emotional eating is a massive I mean I, I do it myself and it can be hard you need to take control of your mindset you could sit there you know like how people might sit and eat bags of buttons people might be able to do that with drink with alcohol someone's emotional eating could be their emotional drinking they could push off a few bottles of wine so you really need to connect with that person you know and find out what it is they're doing that and then when you're coaching them you can wean them off that like very slowly you know from them two bags of buttons cut it down to one bag of buttons you're still allowing them to have what they enjoy but you just you're just bringing it back slightly and then the more they're connecting with you the better they feel they feel more in check then and I think if you can keep your clients mental health in a good state you're you're winning you're winning so so much yeah no I love that that's that's awesome yeah and and like I say it's you are completely right that the things that people throw around on social media these days, what people don't realise is even some fitness professionals, like those photos have been edited, those those photos have been photoshopped or certain yeah. things have been put in just to make people look that little bit that bit leaner, that little bit more narrow, whatever. Um, but yeah. it's not enough. Like they just put that out of line and people are like, oh, I should be looking like that when it's just absolutely outrageous. Like some yeah. of my athletes, elite athletes, and yes, they're in good shape, but they're not completely ripped. They're not, it's like, and it's so unrealistic. And the, the trouble is people are being fed this all the time and they think, oh my God, I should look, should look like this. When I go on holiday, I need to look like this. And it's like, yeah. so it's so negative. And like you say, it's, it's completely right. You need to work with that person and find out what's causing them an issue and working together and, and, and overcoming it. So, yeah, no, that's great. I, I, think, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I do think as well, I think some people... I think it's it's hard because obviously we all come in different shapes and sizes. We don't all come in as a one size, you know. It would it would be weird, you know. We are all attracted to different shapes and sizes, looks and ways. But I think with with social media, it's such a powerful tool. But I think for the younger generation, it can really it can really play your mindset. And I think, you know, I don't. I'm, some like mature women have come to me and they want to look like they did when they were twenty. And it's and it's so so hard. I'm like, why do you want to look like this? And they're like, oh, I look at photos and I see social media, and I think it's such a it, it's a powerful tool. Social media it can either send you one way or the other. But as long as you keep, as soon as you get that mindset switched, you know, you're it's a different game. You're laughing then. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so as well as obviously training, obviously you support your uh, clients with training with nutrition. Um, also with the mental side, there's another aspect of training that I feel you you're pretty cool, you're pretty good with. Um, it's something that you address. You've even mentioned to me a few times some of the stuff you do about giving your clients uh, clients advice on hormones and how it's affecting their training, how it's affecting their nutrition. It's even making them feel a little bit more hungry or making them reach for that chocolate or whatever. So how how do you incorporate that with what you do with your clients? So obviously, because my client base is mainly women. Um, yeah. time of the month you know that is a big topic so you know anyone I mean me personally I've been through the whole thing I've had I've been on the uh, contraceptive pill I've come off of it I didn't have periods for a long time so that was something I started to look into now with my clients I have clients that come to me that have polycystic ovaries 
some girls that aren't getting their periods again or some that, you know, have the issue of the binge eating when that yeah. time, the month comes. Now, I can hold my hands up. I do it myself. It is a hormonal thing. We are, you know, we are one of God's gifts, James, let me tell you. <laughs> and when that time of the month Behind comes. every good man, there is a good woman, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, James, I'm all about that. <laughs> Power to the women. Yeah. But when it is that time of the month now, I mean, everyone's different, but your hormones, one minute you're extremely high and you're like, oh, I'm having a really good day and you've eaten really well or what you class as like a good day of eating. And then the next day suddenly you're angry, you're emotional, you could wake up and want to cry, you'll just want to sit and eat a pack of biscuits for breakfast, you might eat two bars of chocolate for lunch, a pack of Haribo, your your thing could be savoury, you could be eating a pack of um, yum-yums, you know, like, it, it, it's crazy, like, you go on, like, this hormonal surge, and nothing is filling you up, now, some of my clients that have come to me, I've been, I've, I've done the same with them, you know, they'll say to me, I've had a really bad week this week, you know, I've eaten x amount of calories and i'm like okay but is it your menstrual cycle and they're like yeah i'm like okay so when, yeah. when they're coming up to their menstrual cycle i do tell them to let me know and sometimes they do generally they're like oh I've forgotten or i've just started today and i say you know instead of cutting your calorie calories back for this week while you're do- doing your menstrual cycle let's up your calories to maintenance or just above so you don't feel the need to binge now some days that might be a bit different they might say to me or today, all I've done is eat cakes in the office, or I've eaten a load of chocolate, but I've I've logged it. I'm like, that's fine because if you've eaten, say for instance, two thousand, three thousand calories a day, we're just gonna we're gonna t- dial them calories down very very slightly over the next few days, but we're still gonna eat enough so it's to maintenance. Because you are, it's your time of the month. You know, you want to eat all these amounts of calories. You need the energy. You're, you know, good things are happening in the body. You're letting go of the flow your eggs are dispersing it's a healthy natural thing you know if this didn't happen you know we wouldn't be able to recreate in this world you know yeah. men, would, men wouldn't survive without us james <laughs> yeah, exactly right you know so, <laughs> sorry go on and it's, it's it's something that like i've had a few female athletes i've worked with in the past and even even after uni i had some good knowledge but then i, I started working with a few females i was like right i need more knowledge because obviously guys are easier to train right it's just like right come on let's go on with it like there's no time where they're not like ready to <laughs> yeah so it's like so i had to go i had to get re-educated when i went on quite a few courses just on obviously how i understood obviously estrogen testosterone and how it's different in ladies and because obviously i want them to get the, to be the best they can be and perform the best they can be but obviously yeah. they've got other stuff they need to deal with um but yeah and also as much as because i had a female motocross rider, a triathlete, and equestrian rider, all amazing people. Um, mm. But also when I was trying to say, right, okay, like I've got this, this is coming up, like me trying to relate to them, it's like sometimes they look to me like, James, look, don't worry about it. And it's like, look, I do have knowledge on this, but they would just look at me like, look, don't worry, like I'll just yeah. deal with it. Um, but I think obviously coming from a female, obviously you can relate so much better. And even though I had reasonable knowledge they were looking at me as say no you don't understand <laughs> so it doesn't I don't think it, do, it doesn't matter how many courses I'd go on if I was trying to relate to a lady it just it just just wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> catch my eye, you know do you know what I can, I can agree with you because you know you know guys who they're you know guys have testosterone on their side always you know with us it's a different situation but I think 
when a woman is in her time of the month, she's very sensitive uh, to anything yeah. you say to her, you know, either, you know, whether it's your girlfriend, it's your mum, anyone, you know, that person is very sensitive. And also your energy levels are, they'll either be extremely high one day. Like for instance, my, my personal view, I could be in a gym and I could be like, oh my God, you know, I really smashed that session. And then it'll be like just before my period and then it will come and I'm like, oh, I can't do nothing for like two days because I just need yeah. to sleep. You know, everyone is very different. You know, I'm like, I crave all all the chocolate and all I want is sleep. And I could sleep for a long, long period of time. But then after a couple of days, I'm like, right, okay, back to it. You know, what's what's more important is, you know, them one week out of the month, okay, you're going to eat more and you might you might have a few days of where you really overindulge on, you know, things we don't class as good food, even though you, you shouldn't really describe food as good and bad but what probably is it as nutrient dense that you're going to eat more of that week it's fine it's more about the long-term goal one week doesn't affect the rest of your year do you know what I mean so for me personally when I know it's my client time of the month and they check in with me and they're like oh you know I'm feeling really low today I'll I'll go to that's okay you know eat what you feel is right for you today don't don't deprive yourself of anything if you want to eat you know, a couple of bars of chocolate today, that's fine, log it in your calories because then we can just still review things. Also, small things like, you know, I'll get on the phone with some of my clients and they just want to have, let everything off, let off some steam because it's time of the month and you'll have something to rant about. You'll find something to rant about. And once you've had that rant, (laughs) it's true. And you know what? As a woman, I think when, when when you're so, some some of us women are so passionate about certain things. You know, some of us are so passionate I'm passionate about fitness some of us are really passionate about I don't know art or you know having a family all different sorts of things and when it's that time of the month and you feel really really low sometimes just having a good old chat and letting things off does just the same job as eating a chocolate bar you know it all depends it really does depend so yeah I think a big note out there for women that are training don't don't feel down if you're in the gym and you're trying to get a PB or if you're training and you're not feeling as strong as normal and it's your time in the month, you know, don't worry that that is normal. If you need yeah. to take rest, please take rest because rest is just as important and re- make sure you reach out to if your trainer at the time and let them know how you're feeling. So it's good to let them know. And I do agree with you. It's hard for guys. You you don't understand what we go through. So it's hard. I know you all try. So props to you all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're, you're completely right. You know, like even even though I, d- I did all I could to get qualified and get to more knowledge, it's like I, I could never have that understanding that they that, – so even when I was trying to say, look, don't worry. And the thing is, guys, lads, you've got no idea. Like like even when they're competing, for example, I know some one of the ladies were competing. It was that time of the month that she was racing that weekend and it was mm-hmm. like she's now got to compete. She's got loads going on and like power to her, you know. They're just, they just – Pushed through, did she did really really well, but like guys do not know how lucky they are that they can ju- they can have a competition or a race or compete anytime. It's no stress, but yeah, yeah, these ladies are still training hard, are still pushing forward, you know, and and they've got this to deal with. Like even when they're competing and they have got these cravings and they're feeling feeling like they need to sleep or they're feeling oh I just don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to eat this or I'm really craving this, and they've still got to compete even in the gym. Even those people just training like they if, if they want to make progress they've still got to try and train so it's it's amazing the amount of progress people are making even even when they are either competing or in, in the gym you know yeah and do you know what I agree I think to anyone that competes and 
put like does all that I'm honestly like hats off to them it's such an amazing achievement especially yeah for the guys and especially for the women as well who go through that I think well it's it's a crazy time during your period or like hormones for instance I mean sharing my own personal experience I didn't I was on the hormonal pill for you know it was like nine years actually it's quite a long time and because I was in a long-term relationship and then I came off of it and I didn't have one for just under a year and now that's not really that's not really like healthy for the for the human body to go through but you can have things called phantom periods now so you're still getting like the hormones and whatnot but nothing's happening and and I was getting that and I was like well something's going to happen something's going to happen but nothing was but for me my training would go it would go up and down I'd I'd have one day where I'd be really really good in the gym and I could lift heavy and I could power through workouts I could power through a sprint I'd go on a run I'd be like yeah I feel feel amazing and then a couple of days later I'd be like oh my god I feel so low so it, it is crazy like what we have to endure but I do think a big thing that needs to be mentioned out there for women is that you know what you do see on social media of someone's percentage of body fat say for instance when they're competing they are they're competing they're not like that 24 7 you know having a bit of having a bit of body fat for a woman is normal and natural because we have to reproduce you know love love your lumps and bumps that's what I'm saying (laughs) be fit be healthy but love you know certain lumps and bumps because if we don't have a certain level we're not going to be able to reproduce and we need to keep this planet going (laughs) yeah 100% 100% no, it's it's great to hear. No, and that's that's why I sort of wanted to get you on the podcast, just because some of the stuff obviously you're doing in the fitness industry, the fitness industry is awesome, and also that level of support. Like as much as obviously I've got a few female clients, and some of my male trainers at Body Clinic have got a few female clients. That as much as like we try and say, okay, right, like some of my clients, I know when, and I and I tailor to that, and I just I'm on their nutrition a little bit. But like I say, they just don't. They just don't want to talk to me as much and they certainly don't relate. And that's something that you do, I think, incredibly well. Uh, and that's why you get so much progress with your clients, you know. And I think sometimes it some it pays a female, obviously, to work with a female because they can have those chats and they can set those targets and they can and they can have those chats, you know, when sometimes they just want to talk it out or they know when they need a little bit more calories for whatever's going on. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you and I think, me personally on on a personal level I I get so I'm such a like a a, I call it emotional absorber like I'm very I'll invest every minute of my time into my clients because I get so not emotionally attached that's not the word I'm looking for more if they've got problems I will then take them on and I want to make sure they're okay and I like to I'm quite a nurturer in that sense like I'll make want to make sure they're okay you know I then take them on, they become like a friend. Do you, do you know what I mean? And it, it turns out yeah. that I'm then checking on them. And I'm like, oh my God, are you all right? I think I think as a, a woman to woman, like girl to girl, it is, you build that relationship, you build that bond. And that's what, then they put their, their trust in you. And it's good because they're like, okay, you know, you understand me. We're going to, we're going to get on well here. And then, you know, yeah. I'm, I will adapt to all different types of people, ages and whatnot and personalities. And I think you just need to, if once they find their trust in you and, rely on you for how you're going to train them you know that they're happy and I think you know some women do enjoy training with guys though they like to vent to guys and they enjoy the the guy company I think as well you know I think it's just I think it's different for everyone I do think it's different for everyone cool 
Okay, well, um, thanks so much for your time today and obviously all the awesome content. Um, now, if someone or one of our lovely listeners wanted to follow you, where what would they do? Where would they go? So they would need to go onto Instagram and they will find me at Daisy May PT. Um, they can contact me on there as well for any personal training inquiries. Um, I am actually located in the southeast of London. <laughs> so if anyone would like any sessions... <laughs> yeah if anyone would like any sessions they're more welcome to contact me or would just like a general chat about fitness um so yeah there's be lots of good things happening uh well hopefully after the coronavirus <laughs> madness yeah. there should be good things happening <laughs> crazy times at the minute um okay well um that's awesome so if everyone uh got that I will also put Daisy's info in the show notes. So when you go on, you can get, get her Instagram and stuff like that. And I'll put a little bit of information in, in the show notes. But thanks so much for all your time today. I've, to be honest, I've really enjoyed that. I think we need to maybe book another another podcast in soon, um, pick some more awesome topics. Um, yeah. So I think that Okay, so thanks so much. Um, I'll Like I said, I'll put everything in the show notes, everyone. So please check that out. And I will speak to you all soon. Thanks, James.